Hello and welcome to episode 48 of the Dictionary of Moments podcast. My name is Jason Geary. Thanks for tuning in. Let's read some stories. moments. Well, what is the Dictionary of Moments if you're just tuning in? It's a project that I'm doing uh, where you know, I am trying to write an entire dictionary worth of super short stories, moments from stories, if you will, inspired by words. So when you look up a word, you not only find the meaning, but you find a short story inspired by that word. It's that easy. And it just dawned on me that I've almost done 50 episodes of this crazy podcast. That's pretty cool. Uh, I'm not there yet. I don't want to celebrate yet, but it's so close. It's a dangling carrot right in front of my face. Uh, and you know how I like to eat carrots a lot, it, apparently. Um, so if you dangle one in front of my face, I'm going to go for it, just like every other ass in the universe. Uh, all right, it's time to get into the story straight away today. Uh, so here we go. or process of resisting authority, control, or convention. Rebellion. His anxiety hit 11. He'd been waiting all night knowing that this would happen. In fact, he had found it difficult to completely let go and enjoy himself as the spectre of a DJ-enforced group dance song lingered over the evening. He was almost enjoying himself as the DJ, who shouldn't even have a microphone, began his announcement. I did some gardening the other day. My girlfriend came up to me and asked, what kind of plant is that? I smiled and I told her, it's the nutbush, baby. Suddenly, as if a rock star had walked into the room unannounced, a frenzy of energy engulfed the room. People were tugging other people onto the dance floor. There were squeals of joy, smiles all around, and a mob mentality that Stalin would have been proud of. His date rang from the bar and grabbed his hand to drag him onto the floor. Ah, no thanks, it's not for me. She withdrew her hand as if someone had just shattered it. Her face told him all he needed to know. There would be no third date. She shrugged and lined up on the dance floor as the song kicked off. The entire bar was on the dance floor, doing the same four actions over and over. He hated it. It wasn't the fact that people were having fun together. He liked to dance. It was the reaction of others that got him down, and the judgment that came with it. He didn't like the automatic assumption that the nutbush was the pinnacle of the evening's proceedings. 
that if he didn't like the nutbush, he didn't like fun. The assumption that he was like everyone else. So he stood for the five minutes of the song and watched people's enthusiasm drain slowly until there were three people left on the dance floor still doing the moves at the end of the song. His date was talking to the guy she was dancing next to. Fair enough. He stood his ground with pride. He'd drawn a line in the sand and no amount of peer pressure would move him from this spot. Continuous change. Flux. Claire didn't know if she loved him. She cared. She wanted to be around him. She laughed at his jokes. She was annoyed by the way he ate. She loved his passion for the world in which he lived. She disliked the way he discounted others' opinions on things he didn't know much about. She tingled at his touch. She wondered if they looked too similar. She tumbled down philosophical rabbit holes with him. She did some emotional heavy lifting. She liked the way he'd make her want to sing. She loved it when they cooked together, so carefree and creative. She looked forward to walking through strange neighbourhoods with him, picking houses they might want to live in. She was alarmed about his flippant nature. She took pride in his new style. She lamented the fact that she had to repeat herself often. She melted when he smiled at her. She liked how there were three shades of brown in his eyes. She loathed his footy mates. She liked the way he acted differently when they were alone. She hated the way he acted differently when they were alone. Why couldn't he be like this all the time? She liked his dad. She didn't trust his mother. Claire felt like she loved him sometimes. Is sometimes enough? of an organisation or supporter of a cause. Recruit. That's it, that's the place. Mr Dietrich lives there. Tilly looked uncertain. I don't know about this. I think I want to go. Don't be stupid. You can't go. You've come this far. Do you want to be part of the raccoon armada or not? Tilly wasn't sure if she did want to be a part of the Raccoon Armada. More than anything, she wanted to be a part of it because her brother hadn't been selected for this round of recruitment and she knew she'd be able to lord it over him for at least six months, the time until the next official intake. I do, she said as she turned back to her troop leader. 
Okay, raccoons, let's mask up. The six, seven-year-olds pulled their raccoon eye masks down over their faces. You know the plan. We simultaneously knock on the back door and the front door in exactly... All the raccoons except Tilly looked at their watches and pressed a button when the leader said, 10 minutes. She looked at her watch and noted the time. When she looked up, all the other kids were staring at her. What? She asked innocently. The leader stepped forward. It is a raccoon armada prerequisite that you have a stopwatch on your watch. Tilly shrugged. I don't have one. I just have this and I can tell if it's been 10 minutes or not. So let's go. Time is ticking. The leader sighed. No, Tilly, no, you fail. You're out. I tried to look past the rainbow gum boots, the glitter camouflage face paint, but you are out of sync with us. You risk exposing us all. I'm not out of sync. It's been a minute 20. Look. You don't know that for sure, Tilly. You and your analog watch are just guessing, approximating. You can't be certain. A meek voice interrupted. Um, are, are we doing the knock thing now or... Hold your tongue, Sergeant. It's just that we all are synchronised uh, and now I'm not sure whether we have enough time to get round the back of the house. I said quiet. See, Tilly, do you see what you've done? I haven't done anything. You know what? This is dumb. I don't even know why my brother wants to be a part of this stupid gang. There was a collective gasp as she said, stupid gang. How dare you? Stupid? No, you are. Tilly stood up and walked out of the bushes into the streetlight. I am not. You know what's stupid? This. This whole thing. Your gang, this prank, the name of the group. A raccoon armada? Raccoons are land animals. They don't sail. You don't have ships. It's ridiculous. I should have known that any group my big brother wants to be a part of is stupid. I'm going. She took off her mask and threw it at the group who was still crouching in the bushes. She walked straight over to Mr. Dietrich's house and pressed the doorbell. The front light came on and the door opened. Mr. Dietrich looked concerned. Tilly spoke clearly. Mr. Dietrich, I'm sorry to bother you out of school, but it's my duty to make you aware that in those bushes are a bunch of manipulative seven-year-olds called the Raccoon Amada, and they are planning on double knick-knocking you this evening. You have been warned. Good evening. Tilly walked off the front porch and towards her home. As she did, she heard the bushes rustle wildly and shouts of, Abort! Abort! How dare they speak to her like that? She chided herself for wanting to join such a stupid gang anyway. She nodded to herself to confirm her lesson was learned. Three stories this week. 
The music is provided by the Heartstrings Project. Please do check them out. Um, there are links to their YouTube and their Spotify in the show notes of this podcast. You can support this podcast simply by telling a friend that you enjoy the work that is created here and you like listening to it. You can uh, share the podcast with them. That would be an amazing thing for you to do. If you are able in these times, you can also support the podcast via Patreon. There are three tiers of support, $5, 10 or $15 a month. Uh, and for those things, you get different perk levels. I'll show you around on the podcast. I'll uh, write a story for a word for you, or I'll write you your very own private story that you may wish to share as a part of the podcast as well. Uh, thank you to all the Patreon subscribers who have subscribed thus far. Your support is invaluable. Well, thank you for listening to this week. We've only got a couple of weeks till it's 50 episodes. Amazing. Uh, thank you so much, and I will talk to you next week. Until then, stay safe and good luck in there. Follow you blindly, my eyes.